Michael Emmanuel is uh, is part of a global family prayer leadership team representing the continent of Africa. We have just been getting to know each other better over the last uh, year, year and a half. I'm really grateful for his partnership um, and um, all that he does to stir up prayer in, in the nations and on the continent of Africa. And he also has a, uh, you know, one of the best laughs I'm aware of. So I'm really excited to welcome him. Even tonight, it's 2.30 a.m. where he is. And so we're so grateful for him joining us. And brother, um, just take it up until the end of the hour, if you would. Thank you, Jonathan. And uh, thank you for having me on the platform. And also, I want to say, um, God bless you to Joel. Uh, that was indeed um, a very powerful time. Thank you, brother, uh, for allowing the Lord to use you. I was going to accuse Jonathan that he read my notes and then passed it across to you because uh, things have been happening in the leadership team where we serve. Um, there is a guy in our leadership team called Kek Frazier. He's a stand-up comedian. And um, so, so Joel, so I, I wasn't going to trust Jonathan to say probably they sneak into my note and pass it across to you so that uh, you read from my note. But I know, of course, we have the same spirit. And that's the joy of what the Lord has been doing on this platform. I want to say thank you so much. Um, anyway, it's good to laugh a little bit. Um, Joel, you brought us to tears. And then maybe we should just relax a little bit um, with a little bit of a smile on our face. Thank you so much for that. Uh, one of the reasons why I want to make heaven is because I read in a book that there's a lot of laughter in heaven. So one of the reasons why I want to make heaven is to make sure that I'm in a place where I could laugh for the rest of eternity. Thank you. Um, I'm going to be speaking tonight very briefly. The time is not enough to be able to exhaust this topic. It is under the, uh, uh, the topics that we are going to be looking at, uh, which is preparation for the bride. Um, preparation for the bride, um, but especially uh, the role of the watchman. The role of the watchman. We who called ourselves as watchmen, we who called ourselves as people who are people of prayer, as the body of Christ, the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ prepares for the second coming of the King, how do we fulfill our role as watchmen? This is what I believe the Lord has placed upon my heart to share with you uh, this very brief moment of about 25 minutes. And I believe <clears throat> the Lord will speak to you what he has in his heart and his mind. Shall we pray? Precious Father, thank you, Lord, for uh, the privilege uh, to be called upon on this platform and on this altar to share your word. Thank you, Lord, for I know that your word said in the book of Psalm chapter 81. You said, I shall open my mouth and you shall fill it. So, Lord, as I open my mouth right now, I pray that you fill it with the word you want to share with your servants from all across the globe. I pray, Father, that I will not speak of my own but I will only speak as your Holy Spirit will give me utterance, so that all the praise and all the glory will be to you and to you alone. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen. Beloved, you will agree with me that um, the clock is ticking. 
the king is coming and there is no time anymore. I'll say that again, beloved. The clock is ticking. The king is coming and there is no more time. And if there's ever any time for us as watchmen to take our calling extra, extra courteous, this is the moment and the time. Because for us as watchmen, especially people of prayer, this is a very, very sensitive time in the history of mankind. The king is coming and there's no time. There's no, no time anymore. Things are happening in the realm of the spirit. Of course, when you read the book of Revelation chapter 12 that we all read, I would like to start there tonight. Um, I, I believe I could be able to share my screen. Thank you. Thank you, Kirk. Thank you for not pushing me out because I call you a comedian. God bless you for that. I thought he's going to rob me of that um, co-host role. <laughs> we saw that out in the leadership team. I want to share my screen very quickly so that I read a scripture from um, from Duke of Revelation. Revelation chapter 12, very quickly, and that's where I want to start from tonight. Revelation chapter 12, very, very quickly. Uh, let me take it from verse 10. Then I heard a voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength are the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their life to the death. Verse 12, therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. That verse 12, if the Bible is yours, you can underline it the way I'm going to underline mine now. The Bible says in the last statement there, the devil knows. So we're looking at the scripture that was written over 2,000 years ago. And over 2,000 years ago, at that time, the kingdom of darkness were aware of the time. And he was so furious, not for any other reason, but because he knows he's gone a very short time. Now, the question I want to throw to everyone tonight is this. If the devil knows 2,000 years ago that he has a very short time and he's so furious, how angry is the devil now? Number one. And number two, if more than 2,000 years ago, the time was short, how short is the time right now? When we can see the handwriting on the walls that the king is coming, is knocking at the door, the hoofbeats are sounding. Our king is coming. Our king is coming. But I'm talking to the watchmen right now. Those who are called upon the towers to watch. What is our role? Of course, we know that I wouldn't want to spend too much time explaining where we stand when it comes to the tower of watching. Of course, we know that in the olden days, the, the, the city 
so to say, will be walled, and a tower will be built. So naturally, the tower that the watchman is going to stand upon to be able to fulfill his ministry as a watchman will be high, higher than the city gate. For one pop, for two purposes, number one, so that it can be able to see in case the enemy is advancing. And number two, to watch the city and see the activity that is within the city. So the role of the workman is both to be able to see the activity of the advancing enemy, sound the trumpet and alert the warriors, or else see what is going on in the city, knows those who wakes up in the night and know what they do in the middle of the night and be able to tell that this guy is like this by virtue of what is altitude. And that is our very, very important calling as watchmen. Are we still standing in the place where we're able to see both sides, the enemy side and God, the kingdom side? And be like the Bible said in 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, like the men of Issachar vision that understand the time. If the devil knows the time 2,000 years ago and is already angry and actively walking because he knows the time, how much do we know the time, especially as watchmen? To be able to see the footprints of the enemy when they are advancing and be able to see the city when they're becoming careless and unprepared. Of course, we know the city in question is the church, the body of Christ that we represent. We represent the body of Christ. We represent the family of God. Look at this. For those of us on this platform tonight, look at us from different parts of the world. I am from Africa. And look at this platform. We are from different parts of the world. This is the body of Christ. This is the church of the Lord. And as watchmen, we have been called to watch not only the advancement of the enemy, but know what is happening within the body. So that we can be able to cry out and tell the people, be away. This is not a time to lean on your oars. This is a time for you to be alert. This is the time for you to stand up and be ready to blow the trumpet so that the city can be ready and then be able to expose the enemy. Beloved, time is not my friend tonight. I'm just about 15 minutes more. But let me just quickly share a few things for us, for us to be able to take note of as watchmen. In order for us to fulfill this ministry in preparation of the body of Christ at this season. In Abacoc chapter 2, uh, the prophet Abacoc was speaking today. He said that I am standing on my watch. Abacoc chapter 2 from verse 1. In, I read from Abacoc chapter 2. He says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I'm corrected. The watchman stand upon his watch, on my watch. Beloved, if you're not hearing anything I'm saying tonight, at least hear this one thing, that your calling as a watchman is a calling that you're going to be, you are personally going to be responsible to. Every one of us on this altar, 
who are called by God from different parts of the world as watchmen. You must know that it is a calling by God for you as an individual. Habakkuk 2, 1 says, I will stand my watch. It is your watch. It is not about Jonathan Fritz. It's not about global family platform. It is the personal responsibility that God has called you to do if you call yourself a watchman in this end time. So you have to know, of course, if it is your responsibility, that means there's going to be accountability. If there is going to be, if God has given this responsibility to us to watch what is happening in the realm of the spirit from the camp of the enemy and to see what is happening within the house, the church of the Lord, and, 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 and blow the trumpet, so to say, you have to know that you have a responsibility before God. So especially for those of us who are leading ours on this platform, thank you. I want to say on behalf of the leadership team, thank you. It's not been easy to, to run 24 hours platform. However, much as I want to thank you on behalf of the leadership, I still want you to know that it is your personal call. It is your watch. It is not about anyone. It is your calling. And take it as such because there's no more time. Now, let me move very quickly. In Isaiah chapter 52, verse 7 to 8, I'm looking at some of the not yet we need this moment to be able to be successful in preparing the body of Christ, in preparing the bride for a second coming. What do we need to succeed in this calling? Number one, own this calling. It is yours. Own it. It is your responsibility that you are going to be accountable to before the Father. It is not about anybody. It's not about global family platform. It's not about ethnic to ethnic. It's not about extraordinary prayers. Those of us in several other platforms where we serve. This is my watch. And if we take it like that, nobody's going to push you. Nobody's going to ask you, why are you not there today and you are giving excuses? It is your watch, beloved, and there is no time. Number two. Isaiah 52, verse 7 to 8, very quickly. For us to succeed in this calling of preparing the body of Christ as watchmen, Isaiah chapter 52, verse 7, I read very quickly from that. Isaiah 52, 7 says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring light tidings of good things, who proclaim salvation, who says to Zion, your God reign. Now verse 8, your watchmen shall lift up their voices. And this is where I said, Joel probably got to look into my notes. Your watchmen shall lift up their voices with their voices that they sing together. For they shall see eye to eye when the Lord bring back Zion. This journey is not a lonely walk. It is a combination. It is a collaboration. We need to watch each other's back. We need to walk in the unity of faith, unity of spirit, the unity of heart, and the unity of mind. One of the most important aspects of the day of Pentecost was the unity of spirit. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, when the day of 
Pentecost was fully come. They were all together in one accord. So Joel, when you were talking about John chapter 17, John chapter 17, the unity of faith, unity of faith, I was suspecting Jonathan that he must have read my note and passed it across to you. Because I really want to emphasize verse 8, that the watchmen, this is not a time we can never afford to be divided. The Bible says a house divided against itself. How can it stand? We need to back each other, back to back, unity of heart, of mind, of purpose. This is our calling. This is our time to blow the trumpet, to prepare the body of Christ by there's no time. There is no time. And this is very important. In the book of Joel, Joel chapter 2, verse 7, we know that scripture very well, talking about the end time army. In Joel 2, Joel chapter 2, verse 7, we're talking about the end time army. He said, they roll like mighty men. They climb the wall like men of war. Everyone marches in formation and they do not break ranks. They don't break their ranks. Beloved, if you are one of those who are given to dissension, division, backbiting, the watchman calling is not for you. No, 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 no. This is a back-to-back -back ministry. This is a ministry that when, when Joel finished speaking and I picked my note to pick to speak, it's like if we have read each other's notes because we operate by the same spirit. Because the Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And in Romans 8, verse 16, the Bible says, for the Spirit of God witnesses with your spirit that you are the sons of God. We have the same spirit. I am here in Nairobi, Kenya. Joel, I don't know where you are in the world, somewhere in the world, beautiful. Thank God for that. But wherever you are, the same spirit that is at work in you is at work in me. And we brought the same note to share. And that is what God needs at this time, at this season. Back to back. Unity of the body. We can't do this in dissection. We need to work together watching each other back. They cannot, they don't break their ranks. They work in one voice. They work as a team. They work as a household. Number three, very quickly. In Abacock chapter two that I read earlier, the the prophet Abacock says, I, I, I'm, I'm standing on my watch. In other words, they are consistent. They are there all the time. In Isaiah chapter 62, verse 6 to 7, the Lord was giving the prophets, uh, when was speaking concerning the watchmen over, over the nation of Israel, Isaiah 62, verse 6 to 7. And it says, I have set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. They shall never hold their peace, day or night. They are consistently consistent. And that is one of the virtue. Because when you own it, you wouldn't need someone to whip you to go to your watch. Nobody needs to whip you. Yesterday, somebody was saying, Mike, go to sleep. I don't want to mention his name, so he blocked me. I uh, say I've been mentioning his name tonight too much. So he said I should go to sleep at 2 a.m., I said, no, I'm not going to sleep. There is a reason why I have to be here at 2 a.m. I have to be here. I've been drinking coffee so that the sleep will go away. 
because there is a just cause why this needs to be done. And I always joke, you know, uh, uh, sorry guys, I love joke and thank you for, thank God for that grace. And I thank God that it's not a sin. Uh, Jonathan, I hope it's not a sin to joke. Now, I always say that my prayer is that for those of us on this platform, what a beautiful thing it would be if God would say for all of you who have been part of uh, Global Family Platform, okay, you guys stay on the same street in heaven. Just give you the whole one street. So you just get from Kirk's house, Jonathan's house, Joe's house, how beautiful it is for us to be there for the rest of eternity. Uh, but I pray that it doesn't make my house to be beside Kirk Frazier's house because, <laughs> hallelujah. But now what am I saying tonight? The beauty of our consistency is what guarantees our eternal reward. There is an eternal reward awaiting for us. So it is what the sacrifice, that's what I'm trying to say. The joy that awaits us is worth the price we're paying today. The coffee we are drinking, the sleepless nights we're having, the data we are buying, the sitting down we're sitting almost 24 hours. Beloved, it is worth it. It is worth the eternal joy that we can have to laugh for the rest of life. If that's the reason why you want to make heaven, please, the good reason. Just to have, because you see, in hell, they, they are crying. They cry there and will. So when I see they are crying in hell, and we are going to be laughing in heaven. So I made my choice. God, help me not to be a sinner, because I don't like crying. I like to laugh. So I, 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 I control myself because I want to make heaven. God bless you guys in the name of Jesus. Let me go, move on tonight. Number four, Isaiah 62, 6 to 7. I have set watchmen upon your walls. Day and night, consistent, they're going to be there. They don't need to be whipped. They don't need to be chased. They don't need to be reminded. It is their own watch. It is their own personal calling. Because they know that the eternal reward that is waiting for them surpasses this very short sacrifice. This is a short sacrifice, a brief sacrifice. I always say it on the, on the, on the words that I leave. I said, that lust of the flesh that you said no to, beloved, that lust of the eyes, that pride of life that you said no to, is worth the sacrifice. There is a bigger reward for us. I can't afford to miss these wonderful faces in heaven. So if it's going to take me to discipline this flesh for this short time on this earth and sacrifice to pay the price that it required so that I can be able to make that which await for me for the rest of eternity, it is worth it. And beloved, I thank God that uh, uh, there is a ministry that also is continuous in heaven. Our Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says, he ever liveth to make intercession for the saints. So we watchmen, we will finish our job here on earth. We are going to continue even in heaven. Because we are going to just join Jesus. Because he is a watchman. He ever lives to make intercession. And we are just going to be part of his team for the rest of eternity. What a joy to be part of a ministry that transcends the earth and the heaven.
I need to round up. I have got just two few more minutes. Now, two things I will say as a roundup within these three minutes. We need to be careful that we are not distracted. Distraction is a deadly poison for a minister of a watchman. You can't afford to be distracted. This is sense, especially this season and time. You cannot afford to be distracted. You cannot afford to be blind. Isaiah chapter 56, verse 10 to 12, was talking about the blind watchman. So if a watchman is blind, the city will be doomed. The enemy will invade. So you can't afford to be distracted, neither can you afford to be what? To be blind. Last scripture, Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 19. That's the last scripture. Then I invite uh, um, Jonathan to help me to round up. Nehemiah chapter 4, very quickly. One minute. Nehemiah. Sorry, my Nehemiah is hiding from me. All right. One minute, please. Yes, I got it. Nehemiah chapter 4, I read verse 19 to 20. And it says, Then I said to the nobles, the rulers, and the rest of the people, The work is great and extensive, and we are separated far from one another on the wall. Wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us there. Our God will fight for us. Beloved, the work is great. There is no time. But we need to rally together, back to back, unity. Unity is what the essence of this calling is about. Back to back, in the unity of faith, in the unity of spirit, in the unity of heart, in the unity of mind. Remember Matthew chapter 18, verse 19, say, if two of you shall agree together, whatsoever you're going to ask, anything, that's what the Bible says, it shall be done to us. We will not be limited if we walk in the spirit of unity, and more importantly, as watchmen. May the Lord bless you. In Jesus' name.